0: <sighs> it's the most woo thing we can do, right? What? How to integrate, right? I yeah. think that's what the whole thing is about. It's the integration of these ideas and these concepts into the physicality of our day-to-day. Well, come to <laughs>
1: another episode of
0: As Woo. Woo. As you
1: want.
0: With Celine <laughs> and Jeremiah. Hello, Jer. Hey, Celine. What's up? How are you doing?
1: <laughs> That's the most loaded question of 2020. How's it going? H- how are you doing? <laughs>
0: I know. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Right? You can't. You can't ask that. How are you? Is so intense these days.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, um, maybe we should just start. Speaking of 2020, we should start off with a little bit of uh, context of time, which I think we're going to be talking about time today. But it's November 19th, 2020. So. it's a week before Thanksgiving here in the U.S.
0: The United States of America.
1: Um, and I was trying to think of a joke about I know. that, but I'm not even going to get into it. Um, I
0: mean, you could just say the United States of America, and I'm sure that is a joke at this point, you know?
1: Unfortunately, yeah. That um, was a dark joke. A few things have happened since, <laughs> since our last
0: episode. <laughs> Well, the last one was in, was it in September? No, it was October. Yeah. COVID is making her return.
1: COVID's coming back in a real, in a real way.
0: In Um, a real way. So um, that is a tragedy in and of itself.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Um, I'm sure
1: everyone here knows, but if you don't, please wear a mask. Oh my God! Um,
0: Papa Biden won the election. Yes. Hopefully, at this point, who <laughs> knows?
1: <laughs> he won. The votes were counted. Yes. Um, they've been certified. He won. Um, and I think I I I would love to plug um, a, a podcast I've been listening to a little bit lately call. I think I, I may have mentioned them once before, but before, but, um, it's called the astrology hub podcast. And, um,
0: I don't think you have on the podcast. You've mentioned it to me.
1: Okay. Um, and it's a couple of women who run it. Um, but I really, really love they have, um, they do an astrological weather episode. I th- I think it's weekly. Um, with an astrologer named Ann Ortley. Ortley? Um, I'm going to link all this stuff. But the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to it and really liking it. Um, it's just been right. a really nice kind of contextual um, listen to give you, you know, the forecast of what's going on emotionally um, right. and astrologically. So um, as anyone who's listened to us knows, we're not astrologers. We say, you know, we know things here and there, but we're no, we're, we're not astrologers. Um, mm-hmm. So we can't really give you that in-depth kind of stuff, but I would highly recommend yeah. this podcast. I
0: remember when we spoke the other day, you mentioned something that I found very helpful where one of the women was describing the astrological weather right now as oh, yes. you're cleaning up after a party.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this was last week which was kind of the end of uh, Mars's retrograde. Um, Mars was like basically at a standstill. And um, there was other stuff happening with Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter. And basically, um, Anne Orteli, um, this astrologer, she's just awesome. She's actually New York-based, and um, I just, I don't know, I just love her vibe. And she she does a really good job of coming up with these... Uh, metaphors or or images that describe the astrological mood right. really well because it's really something that's not um it's very hard to uh kind of put into words it almost helps to like to have
0: like a visual
1: a visual and like create a scene uh, like an yeah. emotional scene so like a
0: narrative
1: exactly yeah okay exactly Keep Fine. Um, So she had meant she had basically said that last week. <laughs> it started off with um, the, the woman who hosted it asked asked asks her every episode before they start on a scale of one to ten how intense is this week? And she <laughs> said I don't know about a fifty. So it was like out
0: of a <laughs> hundred.
1: No, out of one through ten.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so it was pretty intense. Um, like basically this whole year has been, um, but yeah, she basically described last week as being, um, it's kind of like that twilight period where the party's over, a lot of stuff went down, you're kind of like cleaning up, just thinking about all the things that occurred, the new day has not begun and you're just kind of like taking it all in.
0: Yeah. I mean, to me, that feels sort of nice. You know, it's sort of like a mini calm after an intense period of time. Um, But it's also nothing's over, you know, like you're waiting to wake up in the morning or waiting to see what the next day brings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this week is... At least for me, I don't know. We we were talking about this earlier, but I've been feeling Mars is going direct now. So a lot of things that I've been feeling like they're at a standstill, you don't know what's going on. It's just like this very intense uncertainty. And I think that's playing into with the Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter stuff. Um, I really should learn astrology more, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) but, but basically like things are uh, starting to move, like just beginning. Well,
0: from what I understand, also, I am not an astrologist in any way, but from what I understand, this sort of back and forth dance is going to happen through the middle of January.
1: I think that, I don't know if that's, I don't think that's Mars related. I think that's, the Saturn-Jupiter Or maybe that's, stuff.
0: maybe that's for me personally. Maybe this is my personal journey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Something like that's happening. Yeah.
1: But, yeah.
0: but it also, you know, it's a reflection of our global and, like, societal vibe right now. You know? We're very much... We're almost just, like, fighting ourselves. I think.
1: Well, I think what's beautiful about what you just said is I think people people weren't realizing that we're fighting ourselves. I think people, yeah. be- or
0: there's something that's happening within, there's such a resistance to accept what is that's hap- that I feel so strongly right now, you know, like with all the COVID stuff, all the people are like, this isn't even real. People are dying and they're like, I'm not even dying of COVID. And you're like, yes you are. And they're like, no, I'm not like, I don't know where that's stemming from, like what that as a collective is bringing up, you know, it's just a really interesting thought idea to to kind of hold for a second. Yeah. We're so resistant right now. Yeah. So resistant.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for all these people, but I, I think one of I'm sure a lot of aspects of it is it's a refusal to see the shadow.
0: Yeah. But like what, sure. But like, what about some people, you know, don't even know what that means. Right. And who are like, I'm not accepting the shadow side of myself. But even if you're just normally functioning in the world, not thinking about different levels of consciousness as just a third dimensional person in a polarized world to be so resistant to like It's like, to me, it's almost as if there's something happening where every day is happening. The sun is rising, then it sets, rising, sets. And it's almost like a refusal to just see that they're like, no, that's not the sun. That's, you know, Andromeda planet. It's not even like, it's a refusal to just see exactly what's in front of yourself. Mm -hmm. But I don't even know if you have to be so complex about, on one level sure, it's the shadow, but, you know. My aunt in Ohio, I don't think is going to be like, you know, you're right. that's like my shadow self
1: well, of course, because it's the most dif- yeah it's the, it's the thing that the, the thing that you're the most afraid of, the thing that you're trying to hide, the thing that you're trying to not bring up, you know it's all it's it's the shadow well, you know I, I'm saying it from a metaphorical yeah. perspective, but <clears throat> I think with a lot yeah. of the, and I think part of it too is the coming of the age of Aquarius where there's a real there's a real shift happening in the collective psyche, uh, particularly in America, which is so heavily individualist, to go from I only give a shit about myself to, oh, I need to take care of other people. And that taking care of other people actually also takes care of me. That's a huge shift. That's not an American concept.
0: <laughs> right. But so I guess what I'm saying is like, that's a huge shift and we're having a physical experience of that right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. with COVID. And so on a minute my, my level, just the physicality, right? You don't have to think of like the metaphorical spiritual side, but the refusal to accept the physicality of what's happening is fascinating to me that, that a lot of people are so stuck. I mean, we're making huge generalizations right now. I realize that. But yeah, I also of whatever. It for is for what the it sake is. Of,
1: yeah, discussion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um but you know, I, I find it really fascinating. Just trying to be kind of like neutral about it and like not having an emotional theory or response. Like it's a fascinating human response to a physical need to be aware of someone else and their well being, you know. Cause it maybe it doesn't affect, I don't care. I'm fine. You're like, what do you care? You know, it's so it's, it's tragic, I guess is when it's a very tragic human response. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get with it and I think we should, but (laughs) you know, I, I think there's an aspect of this stuff where, um, and I'll, I'll bring it up now. Um, I, Celine and I had, Talked I think last week about our next episode and one of the things that um, has kind of been swirling around in my world lately is I'm reading um, a collection of uh, anecdotes from Nisargadatta, who was a Indian guru um, in the 20th century. Um, it's called "I Am That," and it's basically dialogue with different people who come to him. Um, between him and whoever the person is or people are. And it was transcribed by another person and made into a book. And um, just to your point about, you know, not accepting physical reality, to get woo with it, I think... There's a point where your consciousness or, you know, you get to a point where you realize your physical existence is actually a manifestation of an internal world. Go on. So, and this is kind of like pulling from, you know, the stuff that I've been reading with Nisargadada, which is like really it's beautiful. It's very deep and it's very, um, it's something where, and I feel like, uh, there are other authors sometimes where this happens, where when you start to get into, when you're, you start talking about the ineffable, um, it's almost like the words create a vortex into an experiential awakening. It, it's not an intellectual thing. Maybe you're understanding it on an intellectual level, but there's something deeper that needs to happen in order for you to actually understand it. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it's similar to the idea of like chanting or praying and or a ritual or some sort of like divination that you're just speaking the words, but those words are creating an energy that is more of an experiential thing than a physical aspect.
1: Yeah. And, and people have reported that when, you know, they sat with him, which you hear a lot with, with, with other gurus as well is you literally are, you kind of are feeding off a different energy field, you know, you're experiencing a different energy field and it opens you up. Um,
0: I mean, I remember one time when I met one guru a few many years ago, just being in front of him and uh, if and just like looking at them, it just felt like home. It was that's, it just had a feeling, right? You were like, amazing. "Ooh, wow, yeah. wow, wow!" So it's very powerful.
1: Yeah. So I think there's a a, a point where you can. And I think when you do the work, you start to see it where um, I don't think it's deterministic, uh, but there's different levels to this where ob- objectivity, I don't know if there's actually such a thing as objectivity. Mm,
0: yeah. Well, in like what way? Because you can be objective about, you know, eating a sandwich, but you don't, there's not necessarily objectivity about what is it to experience the divine. Yeah. No.
1: Um, Jared's
0: just thinking he's doing a very pensive think.
1: Well, I think because I'm not, I don't think I'm speaking from the place where I can convey this properly.
0: Okay. Well, you can just mess it up. It's okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm kind of just like, give me a sec.
0: Okay. So
1: there, there are different levels, right? There, there are different levels to how you experience things. And I think there comes a point where you start to see that what people perceive and what people experience is a byproduct of their own energy. Yes. That's all I'm saying. So in, okay. in that respect, I think there's a there's a level of dialogue where we, we can say that there is objectivity, but I think there's also a level of dialogue where it goes beyond objectivity.
0: <clears throat> I mean, I think what you're getting at is there's a macro consciousness and then there's a micro consciousness and all those micro consciousnesses which are our individual human perceptions are all different so there is not one set reality that is objective
1: yes and all is one too so like the the multitude of all of those consciousnesses is the totality of it.
0: Yeah, it's everyone is valid. Every perspective is valid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you can really, and this is kind of like one of the things we wanted to chat about today was the concept of narratives. Because again, uh, another thing that happened astrologically last week was the Scorpio new moon. And it was a big time of kind of like Scorpio is all about death and rebirth it's very intense it's very passionate it's really when you have stuff in scorpio it's like you're getting to the root of the thing right and right, so right. um there was a lot with this new moon about uh what are things that you're like particularly maybe at the end of this year with such like deep kind of rooted stuff getting pulled out because pluto is the planet uh is the associated planet with um with Scorpio and Pluto has been having a good time with us. Um, So there's a lot about like, what are you ready to let go? Mm -hmm. And I think a big thing, at least for me, I was speaking on a personal level was just certain narratives about my life, about my experience, even the past year, the past few years, releasing those narratives. Because what happens is when you accept or you create those narratives, you essentially are living from that, conceptual plane. And so if you can release that narrative, then not only are you you freer um conceptually as an individual and energetically, but you're also not living in the past or maybe in a projected future, you're just living in the present.
0: Yeah. I mean, we are all just a collection of our own narratives, right? Like and I think to kind of play the game that we are on Earth for, we do have to have a certain set of narratives unless we'd sort of become untethered and, like, not be able to function in this space, I think.
1: Can you but, expand on that?
0: Well, I mean, you know, we have a narrative. Everybody does in the whole planet that we have gravity, right? Like, we all agree to that thing. Yeah. It's true. We agree to night and day. We agree to temperatures, right? Like, and I think those are fundamental things that allow us to have a human experience. Mm-hmm. And then we have different ones that we, they stories about ourselves, like our past, our childhoods, our traumas. And I think some of them are good to maintain, right? But like, I think narratives that are not self-serving or just stories you tell yourself about how you're not worthy or you're Lessons, right? Like your your things that you're playing out are narratives too. Mm-hmm. So to let go of some of the things, maybe that don't allow you to become a fully realized version of yourself, are nice to let go. But you know, if I stopped believing in gravity, I mean, what would happen to me?
1: <laughs> uh, Who knows? Maybe I, I would fly. I loved, I, <laughs> I'd love to see that.
0: Same, but um. <laughs> I mean, I think this is just the big thing that we always kind of circle back to is the idea that we are human beings having, we are energy that's having a physical experience. Mm -hmm. And the more that we like learn about who we truly are, what humans really are, our consciousness is really capable of, it's kind of hard to see the world as it is without being like, what is this, you know, like, how do I integrate these ideas, these perspectives, this like new knowledge, it's like so cerebral into, you know, grocery shopping, driving to the, you know, wherever, you know, it's, I think it's a duality that is tough. And sometimes I think what's happened in specifically the wellness community is that they kind of unplug from the realities of, quote-unquote, kind of normal life. Mm-hmm. And that creates, we've talked about it before, like, spiritual, like, gaslighting or spiritual bypassing, bypassing yeah. you know. And I think our wellness communities, is, I mean, I'll just say it because I am I feel like I'm part of it, um, I do feel like there is sort of this, like a little bit crumbling effect happening right now because no one really knows how to, how to address these very real issues, but doing it while holding a space of understanding who we are, maybe, I don't know. I haven't really figured it out, but I've definitely 2020 has brought that about for sure. Totally. You know? Yeah. So, (sighs) It's the most woo thing we can do, right? What? How to integrate, right? I think that's what the whole thing is about. It's the integration of these ideas and these concepts into the physicality of our day-to-day, right? And, like, how do you, you know, like, to enlightenment, quote-unquote, cool, but, like, I can't sit in a monastery every day, right? Like... You know, they become so separated from the group. Yeah. Which is interesting because they can't, you can't be around, you know, normal people. But, but what if we could imagine that? That's, I feel like where I want to go. I'm like, imagine these enlightened people are just like at the grocery store with you and you're freaking out about which like cereal to pick. And they're like, look at you. And they're like, Hey, you know what to do. (laughs) And you'll be like, you know what? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. You know, like that kind of integration would be bonkers.
1: That's really funny. <laughs> is that like Jesus in the cereal aisle? Like,
0: yeah, or like someone who's like basically Buddha is like picking healthy, pick out like bananas. You know, like. How I mean, rad for all intents and be? purposes,
1: that may be the case. You know. Um,
0: Let's hope, right?
1: Yeah, I mean one one thing that I. This is bringing up for me is there was a passage I read recently in this book, in this Nisargadatta book, about how, you know, and this is something we had also discussed, Celine, where, at least the from what I'm getting from the book, um, he really transcended duality. Um, there are a lot of, and, and he he says it himself. He's like there are a lot of gurus who uh, they're very powerful. And they've really um, been able to kind of hone consciousness in, uh, you know, a very sophisticated way, way beyond what, you know, a, a normal, quote unquote, person can do. Yeah. But he says you're still playing in illusion.
0: I know, but because we have to. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, the guru who just sits somewhere and has people come to him or her... You're not really you're not playing the game and that's fine. But like, why can't we play the game and both be the guru? That's
1: that's honestly something I've been thinking about a lot,
0: right? Like, why does it have to be this thing where like they've transcended duality, but then they're not part of us anymore. But they
1: are. But they are. They are
0: but they're not like living in our world
1: for 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 instance this was this was an amazing passage where at one point <laughs> there was this person who kept kind of you know people get really frustrated because when he's talking he's talking from such a place of
0: it's like so like relaxed
1: it's it's relaxed and it's also from such a um it's so grounded and so clear and so beyond what like we usually are interacting with that, um, you know, people get really frustrated um, because he'll say things and you can literally see the interaction take place. And like the person is hearing the words, but they're not ingesting it in their body. This is again, going back to like, there's certain things that are just, it's just ineffable. Like you can't point to concepts anymore because it's beyond concept. Um, Let
0: me just quick interrupt. Yeah, sure. There's this thing that this is on a very, very minor level, but like speaking of when I was like younger and I would call my mom and be like, Oh gosh, like I'm so frustrated because, um, I don't know, I'm having this experience with, like, a boyfriend or a friend or, like, a something or other, and I was very upset. And then she would be like, well, you know, um, you just got to kind of, like, sit with it and kind of create your, you know, intentions. And it would frustrate me so much because you're not listening. Like, so this is what I mean. Like, and it's, it's, like, on such a minute level, but, like, there is such truth to like suffering and confusion and needing someone to hear you and not just say some sort of platitude, you know, my mom didn't always do this, but I think it's a little bit triggering for me to like, you know, the, the people aren't listening to the guru, but it's like, I don't know. It's always been something I think about like, well, how do you listen but also listen and come from a space of holding, you know, unlimited love and unconditional stuff, but also validate that person. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: No, this is— But re- it's
0: interesting, This right? is really good. It's an good. interesting thing yeah. to think about.
1: Well, yeah. So it's it's funny because I think there's a part of it— <laughs> Um i'll 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 speak from this book i mean i'm thinking also about your interaction with your mom but i, I think there is kind of a similar... and it would
0: happen to my other friends who had moms who are also like mine like yeah. spirit we would like make we would like laugh about it.
1: anyway yeah.
0: keep, going, keep going keep
1: going yeah but this guy he was like he was like when am i gonna find my guru and
0: oh, what a question
1: and, and, you know, basically he's start like, you'll find your goo and you're ready, blah, 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 blah. And he'd be like, but I like all this stuff about like, like, how do I do it? Well, blah, 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 this and that. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking to myself, he's right in front of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's like, it's really a situation of like, if you're not at that, that place where you're ready, it's just going to go over your head.
0: Yeah, you got to be willing to see what's in front of you. And people, I mean, you know, no one really does.
1: Yeah, so there, there's an aspect to all of this that I, I feel like, as someone who is curious and who is earnest about this stuff, um, and he talks about this too, how like earnestness, like all, all that's incredibly important, but there there is also, um, and it's, it's just kind of beautiful to, to to read because the spiritual um tradition and culture is so deep in India it's such a different
0: <gasps> uh, i know <laughs> different
1: thing from what we experience here um but you know there really is this idea that you know each soul is essentially a fruit and when the time is ripe you will you know be harvested and um
0: like die
1: well no you'll just you'll come to realization oh okay sorry um <laughs> die not die again that's like another thing i mean
0: where... in a guess in a guess, yeah in a way in a way
1: yeah so
0: yeah we're just not i mean i don't think like western traditional western culture like we're not we're not spiritual at all yeah and we are but not in like the loving kind of like there's a softness and then like an invitation i don't we're not very soft I don't think there's good and bad. And then you go to you die. So do your best.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it comes from a specific, it's definitely a a specific mindset. And that's also, this is something we had discussed too with, you know, Yogananda, his whole life was essentially dedicated to introducing these concepts to the West and trying to find a unification between Western scientific thought and Eastern spiritual thought. Um, and you know, it's the self-realization, um, foundation, foundation,
0: which, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that I don't really know. I mean, I feel a lot of different ways about it and I think some of it just feels inauthentic at this point, you know, like a lot of, a lot of the movements that have happened in the united states like mm.
1: yeah yeah i don't know yeah i think i mean you know there's a lot we're seeing with certain teachers certain schools where they're being exposed you know yeah um yeah and it's important it needs to happen
0: yeah i mean i think it's just I think, again, it's sort of like what you said and I sort of said earlier, like the idea that if you can, you know, you can kind of be your own guide, you know, in a way, but you also have to go through a lot of issues and work through a bunch of stuff.
1: Yes. And ultimately, ultimately, it's you, you know, there's a, there's a real... Issue with a lot of people giving their power away, and that's definitely yeah. I think one of many themes of the last few years and this year, or
0: like centuries.
1: Yeah, centuries. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's the whole new new paradigm, right? Like that's what is that is what is to come if we can get through it. The now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean. I will say, like, just taking a step back, I I think everyone should be uh, happy uh, or proud or feel good about the fact that you're here.
0: That, like, we've survived, you mean?
1: We've survived.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day.
1: Um, You know, there's a lot. I'm just always amazed at people's resilience. There's just times where I'm just like, how how are we just like doing it? You know, it's just amazing to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think and we you don't have see a that in the news because
1: that's like you know not newsworthy.
0: <laughs> that we're making it. That we're doing the thing. No, because
1: again, it's like there's just- well, yeah,
0: they don't. The news isn't like a team motivator, you know.
1: No, and it's it's advertises showing you reality, but it's like that's not that's just it's usually really shitty stuff happening in the world. Yeah, it's important to know. I'm not saying it's not important to know, but if
0: no, if, I agree. if you're looking
1: that as news, right? Like the word itself, like presupposes that that's what's happening. Yeah but it's a very biased look at the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, I said this to Jerry earlier today. I was waiting to get the little COVID test, and it was like four hours, and it was the worst. That's
1: kind of what I was referring to, but yeah, yeah. keep
0: going. And, um, and so, you know, we're all standing in the cold, really uncomfortable, not having a good time, and then eventually we kind of all started just like, to be like talking and whatnot and sort of commiserating together. And it was a really great feeling of strangers making it through a pretty like gross situation, like waiting hours and hours. And at one point I was like, I'm going to go, I got to get out of here. (laughs) I got to leave. And this girl behind me, she was like, no, You've made it so far.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm sorry.
0: I'm like laughing because it was, it was, I was so like, you're right. I'm going to (laughs) stay. I'm staying. (laughs) But like, you know, this random woman telling me, no, you can do it. in like the midst of this like crazy chaotic time where it's been hours and we're cold, we're in a pandemic and her just supporting me. Like it was, that was amazing. You know, like, so. Going back to, like, news and stuff, it's really just our, like, little communities, right? Like, and ideally, that spreads.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. <sighs> uh, wild.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think just what we were chatting about earlier, that's, like, really, It's just something that I, it's because I'm reading this book. That's what I've been thinking about a lot. You know, a lot of people um, come to him and, you know, Literally tell him, like, look at the news, like look what all this awful stuff that's going on. And um again, from his perspective, from the way he's looking at it, this is just we live in duality. Um, there's one point where uh I'm I'm not condoning, you know, killing and suffering and murdering, but there is an aspect of all this that is just duality because it is a fourth-dimensional framework where time and birth and death and all those things exist. And there was uh, a point where someone uh, asked him a question about like, you know, will, will there, or can there ever be a place of perfection? Like where humans just like live in peace and, you know, everything's wonderful. And he says, yes, there may be a time where, you know, your leaders have, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, kind of mature emotional <laughs> well-being and <laughs> this and that. And and people, you know, take care of each other. And, and it'll be the crest of a large wave of like, you know, po- positive whatever. But he says, right. but that's a wave and there's an ebb to every flow. So nothing is permanent. You know, there is black and white. There is darkness and light. That is just where we exist. And so from his perspective, it's, you know, taking care of other people, doing good deeds. That's all well and good. There's nothing wrong with that. He's not discouraging that. But he's saying the issue is you're still playing in the field of illusion. And what I am offering you is true liberation which is, well, what is going, he saying going beyond duality?
0: Well, then how do you do that?
1: You gotta read the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like it's so unhelpful. You know, like here's an example. For me, as someone who works with people in a healing space, right? Yeah. Someone comes to me and they're like, I'm devastated this is happening. There's no part of me that is gonna say, Well, you know that's just like part of the game. This is part of like duality and life experience, right? Like my job, what I wanna do is offer and hold space that creates an environment where they can feel the feelings and then transform them just in the moment, just being present with the needles, with whatever I'm using, right? And they leave and they feel better for however long, right? I think that's a tangible way that people could maybe get to this like paradise version.
1: Absolutely. But
0: but so that's why I have this problem with this. Like, you know, he's like, you're not ready. You're not seeing it. And it's like, well, you're not helping either. You're just saying, you know, what are you saying? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not, I'm just, this is my, it's just kind of frustrates me. The, 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 it just frustrates me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, um, I think that's just like who he was like or gurus. is or whatever. I think yeah, that's just
0: how that, the idea, the construct of a guru is that.
1: Yeah, because I think you get to a place where you, it, it's you're almost like... you not part of the group. Anything else I say is just kind of, it's not getting to the root of it, you know? That's not discounting other healing modalities at all, but, um, you know... Uh, If you're going to see this person, if you're going to, you know, seek counsel from this person, this is what that person's going to say. Yeah, Um,
0: I do. I but I think like, it's like, I, I think the cool idea that like feels exciting to me is having both feet in both dual dual worlds, right? And I think what happens is, from what I gather from all these books and ideas and concepts is like, you either parachute jet out of this one and you get to like the 4th the 5th and then you become sort of a counselor that people seek you and you're mm. like here's the advice do you see what i mean and they're like no and you're like try again next time <laughs> <laughs> you know or it would be i think that the the progression of human consciousness in a way that would help globally us all is like to be both that like kind of Riddler, but also have a tangible way of helping yeah. either by listening or validating or using your words in a way that makes someone feel not frustrated by your like riddles almost, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
0: it's, I think it, you know, I know that you and I don't know the answer.
1: (laughs) No, no. But I, I have thought about that a bunch. Like so what happens if, like, more and more people become realized? Like, are we yeah. – I, I think uh, – this is me venturing a guess, but I do think that, to some extent, you – if if more and more people are becoming realized, you're transcending the fourth dimension. And so yeah. you're essentially not human.
0: Well, I think you're still – human, you're just a different version of what a human is. Or
1: you're just kind of, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like,
0: I think some of the narratives of the polarities that exist in the third dimension, they will change. So I don't think that so much suffering and just like injustice. I I think when we like as a collective kind of switch over, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that kind of murky water will stay in the murky water and will go where there's just not as much mark.
1: Yeah, because, again, I think it's like... Because
0: it can't exist, right? It can't exist in a world where we don't believe it to be true.
1: Well, it's not even believe. It's just now you're, you're just not in, you're not existing in a place of duality.
0: Great, but we have to believe in duality for it to exist, is what I'm saying. If we can move to a space where we don't, recognize duality as a fundamental core belief it will not exist
1: yeah i feel like belief is tough though because that's just a tough word to use because
0: what would you prefer narrative
1: i don't know there's just an intentionality to belief you know where it's like i didn't intend on an egoic level to be but I'm talking we're not
0: talking i'm talking more like the super i'm not talking coming from like a human consciousness uh-huh I'm talking about the bigger picture, right? Like, and this is also the problem when, when you talk about this stuff, Yeah, it's like, you're like, wait, but a belief has intention. I'm like, but I'm not talking about like right. the details of it. Right. Like I'm talking bigger.
1: Yes. 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 So
0: it's always the thing. Cause no, we're no, no, no. It's, it's little good. humans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just pointed it. I pointed it out because I think some people may hear it and be like, oh, that you just have to like believe something different. And it's like, it's no, no, yeah. Yeah, Mm-mm. Yeah. so what? So what's interesting is even in It's this... like
0: the belief in gravity. Uh-huh. That's, you know, I don't mean like... Y- you know what? You know what? If you don't know what I mean, I'm sorry. But whatever.
1: But the, here's the irony in what's happening right now. Yeah. We're talking at this level, and there are going to be people who are listening and are like, I don't get it. I don't, this is bothering me. I'm annoyed. I'm leaving. Yes. In the same way... That when your mom answered you, you were like, this is annoying. I don't want to hear it. Oh, a
0: hundo percent.
1: Yeah. So that's just how it is, you know, like.
0: Yeah. I mean, when my mom said it to me, I wasn't like, what's happening? I was like, oh, God, this stuff, you know, but like I understood where it was coming from and she was right. A hundred percent. It's just it wasn't it wasn't what I needed. Mm hmm to get to where i needed to be it wasn't that wasn't going to reach me it wasn't going to help me
1: that see that's there's something really amazing to that yeah which is is there a way you could be you know this kind of realized person but at the same time give what the person who's asking needs
0: that is the crux of the issue completely. Right. And that is, I think, the central question on how to integrate, evolve, and move forward. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, you know, how do you use the right language? Yeah. But also, like, maintain the, like, word, you know, like the aut- authenticity of what you mean, you know?
1: Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, you wonder sometimes, like, another thing I've kind of been thinking about is, like, with all of these different people who've been realized, while they're realized, they are also still people, right? So there's almost right. a unique way that they go about kind of teaching or um, helping. So, you know, I, you think of someone like Jesus, right? Like maybe there was something more relatable there because he was coming. Well, he, was from a a, <laughs> he was a carpenter. He was a carpenter,
0: but it's no. But I get where you're. Yes, but
1: they're different. You know, they're different yogic paths, and it it sounds like, I mean, this is me saying it. I'm sure there's been dissertations and books about it, but like for me, it sounds like he was on a bhakti path, which is a devotional path, a, a path of like love, um, mm. and um, like with Nisargadatta. Uh, as far as I know, I think he was on a jnani path, which is one of conceptualizing. You conceptualize to get to the realization. Um right. And that's the beauty of yoga in itself, which I only recently learned is like built into the very f- structure of, you know, the system is the understanding that people are different. And so they're going to gravitate towards different ways of coming to realization. Um, and relate to different gurus who are, have already done that in their own way. So right. maybe you're just a bhakti, Salim. Me? Yeah.
0: No, I want to like blow it up and start all over. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I think it, it's just, it, it's an interesting just discussion because I think coming from it as someone who works with people, and tries to allow them a space to transform. Yeah. Um, I would, it just puts a different perspective on like when someone comes and asks something of you and they are really suffering, Yeah. you know, like I take that very, I'm very, I'm very aware of what I say and like, I don't want to bullshit anybody, you know, but I Mm. also don't want to, you know, create something that is not comfy and like, you know, joyful. So Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I don't, I just, I don't like to speak in riddles. And I think a lot of times all these gurus, I mean, I'm so generalizing and like, forgive me if I'm wrong, but there's so much, task and figuring out the meaning behind the words Yeah, that sometimes you just lose interest and you're like, I don't know. What is this? You know, like why does it have to be so complicated? (laughs) Yeah. And I almost Mm -hmm. wonder if it's set up that way.
1: I think what's complicated is not the words, but the illusion. You almost, you're the one who complicates it. Like,
0: I know, but the illusion, it's such a tough word, because all of this is an illusion. Yeah, right. I'm an illusion, I guess, or whatever. So that's also (laughs) like, well, what does that mean? (laughs) It's just another word. It's like dream interpretation, you know,
1: I was just thinking about dreams. Because that's the you could say illusion, you could say dream.
0: Yeah, but you still, like, try to figure out what it all means, you know?
1: Right. But I think that's part of the whole issue is you're trying to figure it out from this, this thing, your noggin.
0: Right, you your, your nog.
1: And it's not – it'll help you, but this isn't going to get you there.
0: It's not going to get you there, but I do think there's a way there can be the nog – and, like, the super consciousness could be a little bit more working in tandem. Yeah. And maybe that's the next level of the game.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, the body is what's actually the modality, right? The thing that'll help you get there. The thing to kind of be in. Um, we talked a little bit about this with with Abdi a while ago. <clears throat> being super uh, into like embodiment and stuff, but like your body is way smarter than your, your brain, in my opinion. Uh, I guess smart, whatever. Smarter is a very, right, like intellectually, sure. The body can't write a dissertation. But, um, you know, just talking about like intuition, gut instinct. Yeah,
0: but your body is a manifestation of your mental mind, right? It is, a, is it? an extension of creation, yeah.
1: Of your brain?
0: Okay, so if you think about in like esoteric, yeah. esoteric acupuncture, you're really working to get into the causal plane, right? The causal plane, and in the causal plane lives your constructs, your potential, like diseases. Can we whatnot. backtrack
1: for one second and just for people who don't un- know what the causal plane, causal plane is? The causal-
0: well, I was explaining it
1: well no, 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 just that there are three there are three planes you have the material, the astral, and the causal,
0: yeah, and then you right there's three, but there's a little more, but for this we'll just do the three yeah. right for the three, and so in there that that's like where everything lives, right before it becomes physically manifested into our world and into our bodies
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I don't know if I would agree that our bodies are smarter than our brains because the manifestations, the ideas, the constructs that become physical are all thought are all consciousness or all vibrations before they come in here.
1: I think you're conflating thought with consciousness.
0: What's the difference?
1: Um, and this is this is why this stuff is interesting because it's it all comes down to wording again which is concepts which is essentially limited but consciousness in in at least the way that i think particularly with a lot of the indian spiritual teachers talk about it is energy
0: yeah but so, so it, are your thoughts
1: yeah no absolutely it's all energy but
0: okay so i'll say it differently so energy fuels the thinking fuels the ideas and lives in an energetic world so i think if you can tap in if you can tap into that causal more energetic plane you can change the structures of your physicality here let
1: me put it this way why do you meditate
0: well i don't meditate as much as you so we probably you would answer that
1: what, what, what what's an answer like, when when people say, like, well, why Why, why do meditate?
0: I meditate? Oh, I meditate to, like, be centered.
1: Right. And wh- how are you getting to a centered place?
0: Um, you're being still.
1: What is being still?
0: Your mind. Exactly. Okay, but you're not... <laughs> this isn't... I'm... T- okay, yeah. I think we're crossing lines here. Yeah. And it's... I don't know how to... I don't know how to, I don't know how to get on the same train.
1: Cool. I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I know what you're trying to say with being in your body and no one's in their body. And I agree with you, but on in an existential kind of framework where you're thinking of magnetic fields and frameworks, like mm. your body is an extension of that. So mm-hmm. I think, so that's just what I mean. Like, I don't see so your thoughts. You're like, hello, I'm in my body. I'm doing my work. Like, sure. That is not as higher energy vibration as the consciousness, but right. I don't think that they're separate. Yeah. So I don't know if that's anything clarifying what you were saying earlier.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. That's good.
0: Yeah, it's not... I mean, that's essentially what I do for work all the time, is mm-hmm. I'm working on the physical, but also so much more the energetic magnetic fields that surround the body. Mm-hmm. So the body is just a representation of those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only, the only reason I... I said that was because again i think from my perspective i don't think you can get to these places with the brain i don't think the brain can do that i think it can help you get there but i think ultimately why people say meditate is because it's about stilling your mind it's about focusing right your mind in one in one <coughs> centered centeredness right um and you know talking about the body again like the body itself is actually an illusion, so that's part of another thing new talks about is that if you keep thinking of yourself as a body, you're going to be the body, but right so you at some point you ha- you know his whole idea is that there's going to be a moment in whatever you know your uh, path. path is where you're yeah. going to realize you're not your body:
0: yes. Who knows, though, if that would ever happen.
1: <laughs> well, if, you're, if you think of non-temporality, you, you already are realized, just not in this current incarnation, because your attention is basically just being focused in this. Bond.
0: Yeah. I mean, no time, so everything's happening right now.
1: Yeah. So we are yeah. all realized. It's just we're not seeing... We're just not focused in on that.
0: Right. We're not focused... We're focused right here, right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is
0: pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean, Seth talks about that a lot too.
0: Yeah. It's all just a focal point.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Which is wild. We're such like complex, like moonbeams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like four and I'm also dead. You know? Wild.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if anyone's still listening...
0: <laughs> I don't know. We really went deep. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know. This is the kind of stuff that I resonate with. Um, so... Yeah, I think it was a very
0: it, interesting combo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, to your point, you know, when we had our 2020 episode um, a couple episodes ago, like, we talked about this, too, where... um this is where it's 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 like that that bridge where you're like we're having these kinds of conversations but then we're also like but we're here we're human. This is just yeah.
0: So h- how
1: do we take that how do we take this and kind of use it or live it or be it in a way that is beneficial to you, beneficial to the world. I mean, I think
0: however you want. Yeah right? Go to a guru, meditate, you know, do community, like do community service, like whatever, you know, it just, I think that's the beauty of all of this is like, there's no one way you can do and be this version of yourself. And it can look a million different ways, which I think is what the opportunity that we've all kind of you know, not in our regular, every day to day versions of ourselves, but our bigger selves, like that's maybe that's why we're doing this. Maybe it's why we're here, right? There's no rules. As long as you're cool. Like, don't be, don't be a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) So who knows? We do. You and I do. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's it, man. That was, I feel like that was one of our most, that was like being in college. I yeah. loved
1: it. We were definitely two philosophy kids just talking after class. Just, just,
0: yeah, just like riffing in the quad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway,
1: yeah, but it's cool. It's the I, I liked how you brought up that, you know your experience with the esoteric acupuncture because it's yeah. like a beautiful example of this. This was something that I, I love to just like we can maybe button the co- whole conversation with this, but like I loved how we were talking about you know, and I, I I want you to expand on this, but you had mentioned how you know esoteric acupuncture isn't for everyone. Oh, yeah. You kind of have to get to a place where you're...
0: Well, you'll have a nice time in a session for sure. But it's not going... Like, you know, if you're someone that has been working a lot or meditating or, you know, very aware of their body's chakras, you know, you'll... You know, it will be like going into outer space, right? Like it will allow you to get to this... It's sort of a it's like a ladder, right? Like to get you out. But so with esoteric, I definitely, you know, people are like, I wanna try it. And I'm like, for sure, you'll try it. But it's probably just gonna be like normal acupuncture, you know? Yeah. So not everybody's ready and that's totally fine.
1: Celine, you're you're a little guru. You're like not 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 not. everyone's ready for my esoteric (laughs) acupuncture practice.
0: I mean, am I even ready for it? I don't (laughs) even know.
1: (laughs) Gotta start somewhere.
0: Yeah, you gotta start somewhere.
1: It sounds really awesome. Um, Like if you like you'd
0: you'd have I think you'd have a you would be a great candidate for it.
1: Yeah, I'd really love to do it because
0: you meditate a lot you know?
1: Yeah. That'd be really awesome. One day. (sighs) One day. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Well, do we have any closing arguments for our, um, (laughs) (laughs) our dissertation?
1: Um, uh, my God. No, I was just, uh, no, I was just thinking of a whole other can of worms. You know me, my Mars is in Gemini, so thoughts never stop for me, but, um, um, I don't know. I love all y'all and, um, I hope you love yourself and it's been one heck of a year. Um, things are changing and I don't know. I just feel, I hope you feel good <laughs> that you've gotten here. I know it's been crazy, but like there's been, I feel like a lot of people have been doing the work and like, um, it's just really important to just be kind to yourself and take care of yourself um because it's been a lot and it's probably still going to be a lot but
0: yeah i think the thing is and my mantra is try not to be too hard on myself let myself have the feels feel the feels and definitely movement is key like walking running mm-hmm. Yoga, you know, whatever, whatever thing that you do that you can kind of sweat a lot, I think in this time is really key. Huge. So, um, okay, well, that's it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, yeah. Sending everyone lots of love. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, Louise.
0: I think it was actually, okay, sorry. Yeah, I hope you did like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, please feel it's free not, to, that's fine too. Yeah, you don't have to listen. Um, feel free to message us, uh, follow us on Instagram as as you want. We're on Twitter, but we don't really tweet that much. Oh yeah, that's um, my bad,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want to buy us a coffee, you go to buyusacoffee.com dot slash as you, as you want. If you want to be a patron, you can go to patreon dot com slash. And as like, as we maybe as we want.
0: we'll start doing something cool on the Patreon. Jeremiah and I have been talking. about We have been about
1: talking it. about maybe offering some specials, some things. So
0: stay tuned.
1: Stay tuned for that.
0: All right, love you guys. Love
1: um, you. Take care. Happy Thanksgiving to all the Americans out there and. Yeah, we'll see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.